what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. My dad watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hey, Meredith, how's it going? Oh, it's going. It's been a big week weekend for me. I know it's only Tuesday, but you know, I'm exhausted, and I'm ready to talk about The Bachelor with you. I, I just I admire your your diligence, and that uh, you moved into a new apartment yesterday, but. Uh, your priority was making sure that your TV and wireless were working so you could you could watch The Bachelor and be ready to podcast about it. So you know, kudos to you. Of course. I, the show must go on. It must. You know, it would have been nice if ABC decided to take a week break like they sometimes do, you know, giving me the week off to move. But, you know, I guess they don't care about me that much. I know, I know. Sometimes, sometimes it almost feels like it's not all about you, and which which makes me think of our bachelorettes, who obviously think it's all about them. So, so let's we can talk about last night's episode. To be fair, the show is all about them. I I guess, but uh, you know, they 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 struck me as a little bit needy last night. But uh, I guess we should start with some highlights. Okay. High for me. Well, maybe it's a high. We're on a cruise ship now. We are cruising around Europe, and I did not catch the name or the company of this ship, but I like... Did you? I I think it was Virgin Atlantic or Virgin something. I guess I I think it's that one. I'm pulling up Gabby's Instagram because I saw she posted something about it yesterday or this morning. She posted... The Virgin Voyages Valiant Lady. So I think it's called The Virgin Voyages. Okay. Well, well, it, it, the, the, the dudes seem to be very happy in that they, they have all sorts of amenities that uh, they're able to take advantage of, or at least a, a place where they can hang out very comfortably. They seem very excited about it. They do seem excited. The cruise ship looks nice. You know, you and I have been on a few cruise ships in our day. We're more Royal Caribbean people. I have, I'm not sure I would want to go on a cruise ship now. I feel like post-COVID life, cruise ships kind of freak me out a little bit. I'm not trying to get stuck on one in like a little COVID Petri dish. I think if Royal Caribbean wanted to sponsor us, though, we would, we would say nice things about them. That's true. We, we would accept Royal Caribbean as a sponsor. We will go on your cruise ship for free, even post-COVID. Yeah. But I, I'm liking this new element um, we're separating the men. They each are apparently on different floors. They don't get to interact with each other as much. They're not living together. We have a Gabby floor. We have a Rachel floor. And I like that. You know, we're we're starting to take the power back from the men, give it back to Gabby and Rachel, sort of. My question for you, do we think this cruise ship is only for the show or are there random people on it as well? I don't know. We didn't see it. We really didn't see any random people. I guess the the the, the group dates I think occurred before they were on the cruise ship, or off, maybe they were off I, the cruise ship. I couldn't tell if the boxing was on or off yeah. the cruise ship because then there were some random people there. Like, was that just a you know your nighttime entertainment? You can go to a comedy show. You can go to the Bachelorette boxing group date. 
I, I, I it, it would be strange. If, I mean, it looks like a very big ship. So it would be strange if they were the only people on it. Maybe they reserved some floors for the for the bachelor uh, people. But I, I guess my only disappointment was when people didn't get roses or had to leave. I thought maybe they could walk the plank or something. You know that that it would be a little bit more uh, dramatic than uh, than than it was. I, I thought. Well, Hayden sort of walked the plank, you know. Rachel know, walks him out to the gangplank and says, "Get off my ship, bitch." We we, we should have thrown him in the, in the water. I think uh, he he deserved to, he deserved to get tossed overboard. Yeah, make so, him swim home to Rambo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I yeah I like the, the cruise ship was nice. I I'm a big fan of Paris, so I, I enjoyed the, the the wandering around Paris, and because I'm at a point in my life where uh, I'm, I'm hair challenged. I enjoyed them visiting the hat shop, you know, so that I, I found myself very intrigued by that. And, uh, Gabby and Jason actually had their heads measured. See, I'm used to just getting like the medium hat or something like that, you know, and they were, they were getting some very detailed hats. And I had to laugh when, uh, when, uh, Jason and Gabby, uh, they went on their little individual date and then they met back up with, uh, Rachel and Tino, and they were talking about it. And Jason said, "I got a star hat." I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I I did forget that you do love a good French beret hat. You you seem to wear some weird like old man French caps a lot. I'm I'm at a point in my life where I don't care that much what what you and other people think. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm willing to to broaden my hat. Uh, wearing to other to other areas. A high for me was Gabby wearing her beret with her her bun and talking about how all the weird weird things she looks like. She's like, I look like a bald baby. I shouldn't have worn my hair like this today. I thought that was enjoyable. I also I enjoyed Jason. You know, we're getting some like ITM interviews with him in the moment. In case you aren't familiar with that acronym, where. You know, Gabby says something about how he's like a man of few words and shoots like cuts to him in his interview. And he says, I'm in Paris. I'm so excited. And then he just kind of starts looking around behind him. And that's all we get. Yeah, I, I made a note of that, too, I, that Gabby said that. And I said, I thought that's because he's a real dolt. I don't think there's a lot going on up there. So um, uh. I think that's wrong. I think he shows us in the dinner date, the dinner portion of their date, he's got a lot going on up there. I'm a big Jason fan. I'm, I'm not a big Jason fan, but I did I did come, I did warm up to him during the dinner date. I'm yeah. liking Jason more than I liked Eric for Gabby. I feel like Jason and Nate are top two for me now. Well, I'm, as as we discussed last week, I'm I'm not really trusting Eric that much. I'm I still don't really trust him, so um, I'm I'm with you on that. But you know, I, I also like the, the, they had a chance to. I guess this was was it Tino and Gabby? Excuse me, you know, Tino and Rachel, Rachel made, made crepes. Was who was it that made the crepes? I thought that yep. was that looked fun. You know, I mean, more more fun Paris stuff. Uh, you know, and. And I texted you a little bit that that uh, as, as you know, as I think I've made clear, I'm not a big Jesse Palmer fan, and um, we don't we don't really like him here on the podcast. And I I, I was shocked that uh, he was speaking French because I he's a football player from the University of Florida, and I 
I just feel like they probably don't go to a lot of classes. And for some reason, Jesse Palmer speaking French. So I did some quick research. He's actually from Canada. Jesse Palmer's Canadian. So I, I think he might have been brought up speaking French. I don't know if I'm more impressed by the this like new knowledge you're dropping or the fact that you cared enough to put in some research there. It, it just it, it bugged me about this Jesse Palmer thing. So anyway, I'm, I'm giving a little kudos to Jesse today. I kind of just assumed he was like reading some cue cards or like had memorized a, a phrase or two beforehand. But that's impressive if he knows French. Oui, oui. <laughs> my, my other high, um, other than, you know, walking the plank with Hayden, I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed Tino and Rachel's date. I liked the, um, the dinner time portion talking about how Rachel's ex wasn't supportive of her pilot career and she needs a man that's going to be supportive of her, her career. And Tino was all for it. We have a lot of guys that are all for it this week and just want to be like the stay at home dads. And I, I love a supportive guy for, you know, we love, we love a, a woman in power, a career woman and a, and a man that supports that. Well, I, I, you know, I, I would just I, I agree with you, but I, I would say just because a man wants to support a woman's career doesn't necessarily mean he wants to be a stay at home guy. Well, uh, I was you, thinking more about Tyler in that situation later um, at, at the group date with Tyler gets some one on one time and he he seems like he's ready to do all the cooking, all the cleaning, watching all the kids. Well, isn't he the one that runs like a, a, something, a carnival or something on the Jersey Shore? Yes, he is the Jersey boy. My my roommate really likes him because, you know, he lives on the Jersey Shore. Okay, well, um, well, uh, so any other highs for you? That was it for me. What about you? I think I think I covered my highs, but let's talk a little bit about lows. Let's get into it. What do you have? First off, both group dates for me, are, were lows in that, that we had the one group date that I guess Gabby's group date, which was um, French boxing, which they called savat, savate, something like that. I'm not familiar with it. You know, in, in my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm accustomed to any French fighting techniques, including some sort of surrender flag. Uh, but I'm, I've never been much of a person that uh, I, don't, I don't like these fighting boxing type competitions. I don't know. Maybe just because I'm afraid I would get my face crushed in by somebody. But it just doesn't seem to be a, a, a good way to I, I don't like I, a date. And we're going to like wail on one another. I just don't like that. Although the guys seem to like it. They, they guess they have a lot of pent up testosterone. Yeah, I just wrote one thing about it. And I said, not a big fan of dates where people beat each other up. I, I guess that's where I'm at as well. And then the other date was worse. It was the uh, <laughs> the uh, love right? and romance date. Yes, with with Flora and Boris romance lessons, which included flirting, French kissing your fist, armpit smelling, and writing a romantic letter. Now I've been married thirty years. I suspect your mother has smelled my armpits before, but it's never something we consciously did. It's not like smell my armpit, you know, to, to get my musky scent. I, I don't understand. Help me understand. 
I can't help you understand. I don't understand. This date was terrible. You had to watch an older French couple make out for a few minutes to start it off. You had to flirt with Rachel, which like, you know, that's got to come naturally. It's not really something you can just turn on in front of a crowd, at least not for me. And it just seems so awkward. And then we get to the armpit sniffing. Like, I, I don't think you could pay me enough money to sniff meatballs armpit. And one of them, I thought, said uh, when when Rachel sniffed one of their armpits and didn't find it particularly odiferous, uh, one of the fellows said, uh, what's brewing in that armpit stew? That made me chuckle a little bit. <laughs> that was disgusting. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I'm I'm old. I don't know what you crazy kids are doing these days. Um, please tell me it's not armpit sniffing. I. I'm not personally doing that, and I really hope that those men all wore deodorant. I, I certainly do, too. I hope they wore good deodorant. Another, Those were both lows for me. Another one, speaking of group dates, was during Gabby's group date, Rachel brought her men to watch the fighting, and Rachel sat with Gabby and just absolutely spiraled during the date because none of her guys would even look at her. And from from all the way across the room, it's not like they were close to each other. They wouldn't look at her from across the room. And Gabby's men, you know, before they fought each other, had to pro- profess their love to Gabby. And so she was getting upset that Gabby was getting all this heartfelt attention. And, and Rachel couldn't even get some eye contact. But it wasn't about Rachel that night. And I think I don't like saying this about women, but I think she was overreacting. And I just really like to see one episode where both of the girls aren't spiraling for some dumb reason. Well, well, as we watch the episode, I guess one of my my comment uh, after Gabby's one on one date with Jason, when she was crying at the end of it, saying that she can't believe that she's so lucky. I, I sort of wrote down that she's just a roller coaster. You know, I'm just not sure what we're going to get here. It's up, it's down. Uh, you know. Gabby was more consistent this week than Rachel. Well, then, then I also wrote Rachel is a roller coaster at Gabby's date when she's freaking out because no one's noticing her. No one cares. She's you know screaming, I want to be noticed, damn it. And no one's no one's noticing her. Yeah, and and I do say that the guys, you know, there there aren't a lot of rules here. I mean, I think uh, it would have been wise for a guy or two to say, "Hey, I see Rachel over there. I'm going to go uh, get some brownie points." You know, no I don't think anyone's telling me I can't go over there and say hello, or I can't sit there. It it did seem like the guys were a little too interested in boxing matches than uh, than anything else. I don't know. It's the whole thing seemed weird, but I but. don't know. I think you take a group of guys to go watch their friends beat the crap out of each other. They're going to be a little distracted. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Well, they're certainly going to be distracted, but uh, the, I think the smart ones might figure out a way to take better advantage of the, the opportunities. 
Yeah, but I still don't think it warrants the reaction that we're getting. I agree. I agree. So, so other than uh, the group date stinking and and uh, both girls, in my view, being somewhat of, of roller coaster rides, uh, that's those those are my lows. My last low was Logan talking about jumping ship to Gabby, cruise pun intended. Um, he had his time to make his decision. And he doesn't get to take the – I don't like that he's trying to take the power back. And, you know, poor Rachel is just already going through it. And so this upcoming week when we find when she finds out that Logan's still into Gabby, it's just going to be such an ordeal again about them getting compared to each other and her not feeling like enough and blah, blah, blah. And I really don't feel like he should have accepted Rachel's rose if he wasn't into her. He should have – taking that time to just talk to Yabby instead and see if he was interested or she was interested in him. And if not, he should have gone home. And I also have not heard great things about Logan outside of the show. So I just am not a Logan fan. Well, I, I, I agree with you. You know, Logan was making noise pretty much the whole episode that he still has feelings for Gabby yeah, the the way they set up the, the the last rose ceremony to sort of separate them, yeah. If 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 uh, Rachel gives me a rose, do I take it? I don't know. I mean, you're trying. I don't. I don't know. But he's making a lot of noise about it. I guess the cocktail party was cut short again because of the Hayden situation, and and Logan claimed he was going to say something uh, to Gabby. Uh, it seemed to me that if he was truly brave and bold like he said he was going to be. Maybe at the beginning of the rose ceremony, he would have stepped up and said, look, I need to say something. You know, Rachel, you're very nice, but I don't feel like we have a connection. Gabby, I'm really interested in you. I would please consider me for a rose. And it seems like that would have been the play. But if you like hanging on a cruise ship and visiting European ports and, uh, and getting hanging with green time, Getting screen time and hanging with your buddies, you might just say, hey, I'll take that rose and we'll let this go for another week and see see what happens. At least he realizes that he's the villain now. He's He, like, acknowledged that he feels like the villain, which... I, I don't think he's... I don't think he's claimed the, the villain title from Chris yet, but we'll, but we'll watch that. No, he's, like, he's a different level of villain. Well, um, but but I, I think you're correct in that, although you might want to see uh, an episode without one of them spiraling out of control, it ain't going to be next week. No, it's definitely not going to be next week. I, hopefully, you know, two weeks from now, maybe I'll get my wish. So okay. let's move on to the right reason. My right reason is Jason. I quite enjoyed how little he talked at the beginning of his date. But then when he opened up at the end of the date, it was really great. He was talking about how overwhelmed he would get or how he was from just the beginning of, you know, their quote unquote journey that they've been going on, how he didn't eat for like three days and sleep for three days, all of that stuff. Um, he talked about growing up and, how he felt like he didn't belong within his friend group and he worked through it during 
therapy, which we we don't get that much of from the male side on this show. We don't get a lot of therapy talk. And I just like Jason because he just seems he seems like a grown up to me. He seems like a normal guy that's I think he's 30. Like he's just too normal for this show. He's emotionally mature. He handled Gabby opening up about her mom very well, said all the right things about Hayden, saying she was rough around the edges. I like Jason a lot. Okay. I, I, I think that's good. And, and uh, um, perhaps perhaps a, a glass or two of wine helped him uh, loosen up a little bit and, and share. And, uh, and good for him. And uh, and I and I respected uh, the fact that he was open and honest about his therapy, and uh, so so that's good for him. Uh, I'm giving the right reason to Paris, beautiful city. There there are there there are certain cities in the world that I could just walk around, wander around, uh, people watch, uh, and I've been to Paris twice. Look forward to going back someday. Uh, so I, I just enjoyed the whole Paris situation. So I'm giving my right reason to Paris this week. That's great. You know, the, the Parisian ambiance really can't be beat. And even in like the light rain, it was still very beautiful. I agree. I agree. My wrong reason. My wrong reason is going to Hayden. Obviously. You know, he's doubling down on his rough around the edges comment. He's saying that Gabby actually said that about herself. I don't recall her saying that about herself, but if she did, I'm sure it was like in a jokey like way. She didn't actually mean it. And if she did, she didn't mean it in a way that you could use it, like throw it back in her face. You know, he's calling Gabby and Rachel bitches, saying that he doesn't see how anyone could be into them enough to marry either of them. He's saying they don't compare to his ex. And then he's using his dying dog to prove how much he's there for Rachel and how serious he is about her. He, he, br- he brought a whole book of pictures of his dog and like a dog toy or something. And then basically said, my dog has a brain tumor, has only a few months to live. But I came here for you just to show how much I really love you. That was really weird. I, I and un- awkward and uncomfortable, um, and and then when he gets when I guess Meatball, who is also known as, known as James, comes to uh, I do uh, believe Ra- that's his real name. Uh, comes to Rachel and says, "Look, you know, I just need you to know that uh, this Hayden guy has been uh, saying some some bad things about uh, you and Gabby, and gets Rachel all riled up." Uh, and, and she goes and grabs Hayden and says, we need to talk. And you, you know what we're going to talk about? And he looks and he, and he's already upset because she didn't show enough empathy toward Rambo, the dying dog. And he assumes and, and look, losing a pet is tough. I, I appreciate that. But, you know, you make your choices and you lose a little sympathy when your dog's dying and you decide to go on the bachelorette exactly and and then i'm going to use and and that's going to be my that's my job story that that's that's how i'm going to show you how much i'm i'm here for you because i'm leaving my my dying pet and then you know it's you know i I don't want to laugh about a dying pet but hearing him 
be interviewed after he's escorted off and saying, you know, Rambo is really the one for me. And, and uh, you know, Rambo loves me unconditionally. I, I need to get back to Rambo. I, I was just shaking my head. Yeah, I thought it was funny at the end where he's talking about his unconditional love with Rambo and how he hopes that that Rachel is able to find someone who loves her as much as Rambo loves him. And yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It, it wasn't well, a good look at all, all around for Hayden. No, it, it wasn't. But, but you also got the impression when, when Hayden was talking with the guys and the, and the ladies were not around, he kind of came off as pretty two-faced, you know, when he, when he sort of let his guard down and was talking informally, he he didn't sound very much like the Hayden who was speaking to the ladies when he was with them. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's denying it saying, Oh, I would never say those things. That's not in my character. Well, for wrong reason, obviously I, I did have Hayden on the list. I also did put uh, Logan down as well. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and we talked about Logan and that, you know, he's the guy that is saying that he wants to be with, you know, he, he he's on team Rachel now, but he's really still interested in Gabby and he's plotting for how he's going to talk to Gabby and, and everything. And then it, it rubbed me the wrong way that he, at the end, he was, he, you know, he's wondering what to do. Should I say something? Uh, Rachel offers him a rose, pauses for a second, then accepts it. And then we hear him being interviewed saying fortune favors the bold, you know, He's not being bold. He's being a weenie. He's being, I'm going to stay on the boat for a while and, and get the airtime, as you said. So I, I, I had him on the uh, wrong reason list as well. I agree that he's a weenie. So, and from anyway. what I've heard, you know, through the grapevine, a.k.a. like other Bachelor podcasts I listen to, um, he likes to un- send unsolicited weenie pics to girls post-show. Well, that's not a good thing to do either. So uh, that's uh, that's early dad advice. Don't don't do that. Don't send weenie pics to anyone. Don't take weenie pics. Just don't do that. Uh, who's your MVP? Who's your MVP? You're not gonna like this. I couldn't really find like a great MVP this week, but you're not gonna like this one. I'm giving it to Gabby simply because she's being the lead that doesn't spiral this week. She she seems to be embracing the bachelorette role. She seems to be doing well, and I love Gabby. I think that's fine. I, I I don't know who to pick, so I think I think Gabby's fine. I, I'm I'm impressed. Uh, our four finalists, all both of our four finalists, are still all in the running. Although I was sweating um, um, Mario. Mario there at the end, and I wonder if he'll be with us much longer. He's really not done much to distinguish himself, as far as I can tell. Um, I, I feel. Yeah, from from the list that you have, I I, I think Tino, Zach, and I, I guess Avon. Avon's been a little quiet lately, but he seems like a nice guy. It looks um, like we might be getting an Avon one on one next week. Yeah, and I'm I'm feeling good about uh, Nate and Zach on mine. So, uh, um, yeah, feel pretty good about that. Yeah, we we've got some good top fours. I feel like this is the best we've done so far. Granted, it's more like a top eight. I don't know. We we didn't really know how to do this, but it's fine. Do you have any fatherly advice? Can I I start? You you said that I can maybe do a dad joke, and I'm going to throw a dad joke at you. Oh, gosh. Okay. What's the dad joke of the week? 
What do you call a grandmother on speed dial? I don't know, but I feel like this shouldn't. This should be related to like the show. Are you going to tie it in? No, but it's it's Instagram. So anyway, think about that. But I do have I do have some fatherly advice for you. Well, should I tie this in a little? Like Instagram. Okay, if you have any questions for us, you could always DM us on our Instagram account. My dad watches The Bachelor. We also have an email. My dad watches Bachelor at gmail That's how you tie in your dad joke. You're pretty good at that. I'm impressed. Thank you. Um, so just a little bit of advice. Number one, uh, let's, therapy. Yeah, yeah. People, people my age sometimes are just a little, you know, particularly men, uh, don't like to talk about therapy or might try to avoid it. But, you know, kudos to Jason for uh, being open and honest about it. And if... Uh, anyone needs help or trouble, you know, you need to talk to somebody. So whether it be therapy or just talking to people, good, good, good job by Jason. I thought that was good. Um, you know, Hayden was in trouble from last week running his mouth and he did more of it this week. And, you know, if, if you want to get out of a hole, the first thing you got to do is stop digging. And Hayden didn't seem to recognize this. He seemed to just make his hole Bigger and bigger, so sometimes you just got to stop and take a few steps back. He's too and used to digging holes with Rambo, you know, out in the yard, just having a good old time. Let's not talk about that. It makes me sad because Rambo, I'm, I, you, you know this is going to come up at the, the mental all or the end thing. <laughs> Jesse know, Palmer's going to be like, Hayden, is Rambo dead? Something like that. It's coming. <laughs> you know it. Um you know, and then I, you know, Rachel talked about how embarrassing the whole uh, guys turning down roses were and, and everything. And it, it's like, hey, it was not the most embarrassing that ever happened, thing that ever happened to her. You want to avoid embarrassment? Don't go on a reality TV show about dating. You're, there's going to be embarrassment. So if that's something that you're worried about, you really need to avoid going on reality TV shows, particularly this one. That makes sense. Thank you. All right. Well, we'd like to thank The Mesh for hosting our podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to give us a five-star rating and subscribe so we never miss an episode. And join us next week as we discuss more of Gabby and Rachel's season from the right perspective and my dad's. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.